Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Frequencies Amateur Radio Podcast. My name is Richard KB5JBV, and I am your host. Thank y'all for uh, coming by and checking us out. Uh, got to feeling bad because, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I had those back mobile episodes, and I've still got a couple more, but I can't. I, I think they're a little coarse, and I'm not sure if I want to release them or not. But I did get to feeling bad because there for a while I was getting y'all two episodes a month, and uh, I think we'll uh, we'll go ahead and slide this on in. We will continue the mobile installation series. We will have feedback and everything else in the next episode. Uh, consider this one of the mobile episodes, even though we're sitting in the studio doing it. That, for the most part, is uh, the explanation of what's going on right now. So uh, let me. Uh, let me set this up a little bit for you. Uh, recently, I sent out some emails to uh, as many of the clubs here in North Texas as I could, the North Texas section, to get them to uh, start sending me a copy of their newsletter so I could get some ideas for stuff to talk to y'all about and possibly get some of their uh, some of their stuff uh broadcast out we do have uh even though the listeners in the north texas section are very quiet i rarely hear from any of them uh and when i do it's because i've been bad <laughs> but uh uh i got these guys to send me some of their newsletters uh quite a few of the clubs uh, either don't send out a newsletter electronically they uh post everything on their website whatever anyway uh, this way I can get some more stuff to talk to y'all about, maybe help these clubs out and that kind of stuff. So, um, this morning I was reading through the, what is it? The ground wire. Yes. The ground wire, which is the, uh, newsletter for the Tyler amateur radio club. Hello, everybody out there in Tyler. And, uh, I was reading down through there and one of the articles caught my eye. Let me find it. Under a section they call recommended reading, uh, I believe it's probably an editorial by the newsletter editor, which uh, I got to reading it and I got to thinking about it. You know, I've heard an awful lot about people talking about studying to the test, your entry-level amateur radio license test and the licenses above that level and everything, studying to the test. You know, not learning the material, but going, getting the question pool, memorizing it, and that kind of stuff. And um, this gentleman's got uh, 
got some valid points in, in his article. However, Bob, Alpha-Gal-5-X-Ray, I believe is his call sign. And, um, you know, thinking about it a little bit, this is not a new phenomenon. You know, I've been licensed over 20 years now. And that's how they were learning it or taking the test back when I got licensed. Now, I must admit that my entry-level test, I had to study for novice exam. I had to study five words a minute CW. And there were a couple things on that novice uh, written exam, even though it wasn't much of an exam, that I didn't know. Okay. These and one out of the way. We get to the technician exam, and uh, the technician exam at that time, I already knew most of what was going on with it because I've been messing with radios since I was a little bitty kid. Radios, electronics, everything else. You know, if I'd grow, if I had grown up in the following decade, I'd have probably been way more into computers. If I'd have grown up, grown up in the following decade. I'd have probably been way more into uh, cell phone, pager devices, stuff like that, messing with the technology there. But the whole point is that uh, my technician test, I knew most of it. There were a couple things that I wasn't up on, like uh, radio wave propagation, even though I knew some of that. I didn't know a lot of it. Operating frequencies, I didn't know those, and that kind of stuff. So most people study to the test. They get the question pool. They go down through it. They memorize the right answer. They go take the test. Now, whereas I can see the point of this article, which is, you know, memorizing can be bad. Cramming for a test can be bad. But the point is the majority of us, not all of us, but the majority of us amateur radio operators took the test, got in the hobby, then learned the stuff. Now, nowadays, it's not exactly that way all the time. Y'all heard me say more than once that uh, when the CODIS tech license came in, those of us who were already in the hobby fell down on the job. We couldn't keep up. There were so many people coming into the hobby with that CODIS tech license that we just couldn't keep up Elmer in them. So there were a lot of people out there that developed bad habits. They really didn't know what they were doing. And in this particular article, he mentions one guy that, uh, said something to the effect of he needed to, here it is. He, uh, he needed to get a new antenna because the one he was using doesn't have enough SWRs. Well, okay. Somebody needs to Elmer that, that gentleman for sure. But the whole point is it's more the responsibility of those of us that have been licensed or were licensed previous to the codeless tech license than those of us who got licensed afterwards. 
and studying to the test. It's not just something that happens in amateur radio. I've more than once for different things have studied to the test. Uh, I just left a place where my son still works, where they have you sit there and study to the test because you have to take this small exam to get licensed to do the kind of work he's doing. As far as these guys out there that don't have a concept of what's going on, if they study the test just so they can get their license, just because it'd be neat to be an amateur radio operator, then their butts are going to be gone. First time their renewal comes up, they're going to be gone. I get to looking at the, uh, the call signs of the people that have been through my classes over the years. You, the ones that I knew would not renew the first time it came around. As soon as it came time to renew, they were gone. So how are we going to take care of this? We need to bring these people in. We need to quit hiding from them. You know, a lot of the people that gripe, and I'm not in this gentleman's case, I'm sure, but in a lot of cases, when you hear people complaining about people studying to the test, it's because they came in and studied to the test, but they don't want anybody else doing it. And nobody wants to take time to Elmer anymore. So we got a lot of people out there asking what could be construed as dumb questions. Or they're making comments about things where you know they don't know what they're talking about. And it's because nobody's bothered to take the time. It's about Elmering, y'all. It's about propagating the hobby. It's about putting the time into the hobby. You know, there's a lot of guys that moan about the good old days of amateur radio. Well, we could have something more like the good old days of amateur radio if we spent more time cultivating that. Now, is there anything... And the good thing is that they put a couple of links in here to information that people can go read up on. Uh, most guys nowadays, they just want to play games. And we can't compete or we are having a hard time competing with cell phones, iPads, all this other stuff. But we've got a lot of new directions to go out there in front of us. Uh, Kodak 2 is coming along pretty well. Uh, that's the free and open source uh, codec that uh, they're trying to develop for digital communications, kind of like D-Star, but it'll be free and open. In fact, they even plan to be able to retrofit D-Star radios to operate with this. There's high-speed multimedia. There's a lot of digital modes that are coming online. I found a fresh one on HF a week or two ago called Contestia, and I'm kind of interested in this so i've been watching it a while i always watch a while to see how they operate before i start operating but anyway i think i've uh i think i've gone off the path again y'all that listen to me regular y'all know that i can go off the path so let's get back to what we were talking about which is studying to the test uh there's really nothing wrong with it you know memorizing the questions okay 
if it wasn't for a little bit of memorization, I never would have passed my advanced test because for some reason, the equations for leading and lagging phase angles just do not click for me. I cannot keep them in my head. I can't. It doesn't work. So these guys out there cramming, fine. Get them in a hobby. Get them to learn. We know it's not a bad thing because, like I said, the majority of people that have come into the hobby, at least in the last 20 years that I've seen, I don't know about previous to that, but in the time that I've seen, the majority of the ones that cram and come in, study, learn, they find a good Elmer, they uh, do their best to get better to learn the material, to become proficient, to be good amateur radio operators. You know, the best example I can think of is, you know, they scream for years and years, get rid of the code, get rid of the code, get rid of the code. Okay. We got rid of the code. It's gone. It is not a requirement anymore for any level of license. And we've got people out there that said they would never bother with Morse code and they wouldn't come into the hobby if they had to deal with Morse code. Down there operating Morse code on 20 meters, 30 meters, and 40 meters. I sit down there and, and copy call signs all the time that would be in the codeless tech group. And others that you go look up and you can you can backtrack and know that there wasn't a coded license at that time. See, that's another thing. Guys go out and get these vanity calls because they think it'll uh, have people thinking they came in while the code was still in. And, uh, but that's a whole different, whole different topic. So anyway, go over and check this article out. It's a little over half a page. It does have some good points. And it's more about the Elmer, and I'm telling y'all, we need to get a hold of these people and teach them. And all my friends out there in Tyler, I'll probably have this thing out this weekend. So uh, I think it's Monday I have to be out in uh, uh, Henderson. And I think it's Wednesday I have to be out in Longview. So if for some reason y'all hear me on the radio, give me a shout. Let me know what y'all think. Congratulations to the Tyler Amateur Radio Club and uh, their Associated Emergency Communications Group for uh, on their uh, acquisition of a mobile command center of some sort. I'm scrolling up and down this newsletter while I'm talking to y'all. <laughs> Uh, on their acquisition of an MCOM van, they've been working really hard on it. And uh, I'll be interested to hear how that comes along. So, go out there, find these guys, Elmer them. If they say something that just, these guys are not lids, they just don't know. You won't find all the lids, they're down on 20 meters. Anyway, I'd like to thank the Tyler Amateur Radio Club for supplying a newsletter where I could get some uh, get the uh, topic for this discussion. 
I know y'all hate it when I sit and ramble, but sometimes you just got to do it. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. And uh, y'all don't forget to check in next time, the next episode. I guess it'll be 52 for feedback and continuation of the mobile install series and that kind of stuff. Uh, by that time, I'll know if, uh, if we might be looking at a change in leadership in this section sometime soon. So, if you want to get a hold of me, you can follow me on Twitter, Identica, Friend Feed. There's just dozens and dozens of social networks you can follow me on. You can friend me on Facebook. Uh, you can check me out over at the other show, Linux in the Ham Shack, which is at LHS Info. No. LHSpodcast.info. LHSpodcast.info. And if you want to go check this newsletter out over at uh, the Tyler Amateur Radio Club, uh, go ahead and type in www.tylerarc, one word, T-Y-L-E-R-A-R-C.org. Tylerarc.org. And if you're in the Tyler area listening to me, y'all, uh, Y'all check out their website, get their meeting info, and go uh, go sit in on a meeting and visit with them. Shake their hands and say hello. Tell them you heard about it here. And if you can't do that, but you are still, but you are in the area, get on their net on Monday nights at 8 o'clock. Uh, 147 even with 88.5 tone, I believe it is. Yeah, I'm rambling again, kids. All right. For that, follow me in the usual places. Say hello to the folks in Tyler. And with that, we're going to get on out of here and uh, we'll see you in episode 52. We gotta go